What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Time. This is the High School Hoops podcast for the state of Michigan, and we are ready to get going once again. We got the boys in the house, TJ Kelly, Scott Bernstein, Jeff Dulac. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Yep. Getting close to oh, you guys are time. very excited. No, <laughs> hey man, it's, it's March Madness is approaching. It is. And yeah, playoffs. Nothing not weeks. to be excited. They about. call it like March Magic, right? For yeah. high school, March season. Madness is trademark <laughs> yes, by the exactly. NCAA. Exactly. Uh, I do want to say that Hang Time is sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. Be kind. Bcam.org is the website. Make sure you check it out. Hungry Howie's Dough Razor is also our sponsor. Go to doughraiser.com. It is the best way to fundraise for your school, your team, your event. Uh, check it out. It's all done by Hungry Howie's. Super easy. Uh, go to doughraiser.com. We really appreciate them. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, first off, in our first segment, we kind of go over rankings. Uh, we kind of live a little of uh, what took place since the last time we gathered together. Obviously, there was a big basketball game last Friday night in which Southfield Christian and River Rouge got together at Southfield Christian. Uh, we had highlights on the show, and uh, it was really the Harlan Beverly show. Yeah. Well, well, it sounded yeah. like that yeah. uh, advice you gave him went to heart. Well, yeah, also- yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, Harlan played really well. Bryce Washington played really well. I would be surprised. I think that night at Southfield Christian, there have been very few teams in the state of Michigan that would have beat Southfield Christian in, in handing River Rouge their first loss of the season, which which bumped them down a little bit. Yeah, I called them out uh, last last week for their kind of um, laissez-faire, lackluster effort against, uh, effort against West Bloomfield, saying I kind of needed to see more from them uh, in their non-conference games. And this was if this was a show-me game, they said, Bernie, well, we're going to show you all that we got and more. And you know, they came out and they were all business from uh, from the jump. And uh, Harlan Beverly was a, was a different man than he was against West Bloomfield, against River Rouge, uh, shaking and baking and just you know getting the job done. And, and hats off to, to Coach Baker and those boys for just putting an authoritative game together, and they made a statement there. Yeah, another name from that game that really stood out to me was Caleb Hunter. Yep. Uh, did a really good job of kind of running things, knocking down the open shots. You know, I've, Obviously time. teams are going to focus a lot on Washington and Beverly, and when he's open he has to knock down those shots. I think he did a, a really nice job of that. But with Southfield Christian, I think it's just kind of a matter of this team being in a position where they kind of like I guess like the 2005-2006 Pistons where it was kind of like flip the switch, you know, Play play when we know we need to play and kind of. I just had never seen that right. that from Southfield Christian. I, I yeah. they were a team that you know prides themselves on going like keeping that engine moving at uh, right. a, a hundred miles an hour every possession against every team. Yep. So when I saw the effort against West Bloomfield, it was really something I had not seen at all right. in the Josh uh, Baker effort. Right, that, but this that, this year's team is it kind of just kind of strikes me as they flip the switch yeah. type of thing. And it, you know, had not having seen them this year but seeing the result against Parkway Christian. Yeah, they won but they only won by two. Kind of getting beaten up by West Bloomfield. And they lost to Edison. I you know, I, I saw two losses this yeah. year from them in the non-conference play. So yep. I, I really wanted to see uh, a a grade A effort against River Rouge and, you got it. and, and yeah, you got it in spades. Right. And TJ, despite what you said, meaning yep. that uh, they could play with anyone that day, you did not move them into your Super 10. You know why? I think that they still have some losses that, let's say, that keep them out of there. For example, if I move them into the Super 10, does West Bloomfield move into the Super 10? Um, right. You know, just in sure. saying that how West Bloomfield did beat Southfield Christian, but with that loss, I moved River Rouge out of the out, out of the Super 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would, and going back to what Scott was saying earlier, you know, they needed to prove something. Um, you know, that's it, great. And, and I almost look at New Haven in the same way. You know, they've got Flint Beecher that's coming up, uh, I think, on the 27th. 
Um, and then, you know, then they start the playoffs soon after. I think they got a game between Pontiac and that's talking about New Haven. But, but with some of the teams that don't have the, the stronger non-conference games and stuff like that, when they do play out of conference, out of league or whatever, they need to play, you know, up to – their expectations, right. you know, I would say, even say that more than more than our expectations because we're not the ones that are out there playing the game. Right. Yeah. Speaking of trying to prove something or uh, feeling they have something to prove, <laughs> sticking in Class A, uh, the one uh, beef that we've been getting out there is why you don't have Clarkston yeah. as number one. I got a couple uh, of emails this week. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah we're, we're seeing it. Uh, you know, the Clarkston community waited a long time for them to win a state championship. They've done that. They've come back. They've proven pretty much, uh, you know, for the most part, who they are, where they should be, where they're going to be. Uh, and Skyline yet has not played the kind of schedule that a lot of their community feels reckons they should be number one. And they just so, so this point, is you go ahead. Let me just point out something that happened last night. Okay. They yeah. drubbed Romulus. Yeah. yeah. So that You're was talking a, about Clarkston. Clarkston yeah. Yeah, drubbed I know. Right. Romulus. Right. And so that right. was a, kind of another uh, salvo thrown our way. Like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. you, you know, yeah. we should be considered for that number well, one Skyline, spot. Well, Skyline just beat Romulus too. I mean, if that and and let's also let's also remember this. Like, Ann Arbor Pioneer, Huron, and Skyline, like those are three teams that can beat each other at any time. You know, mm-hmm. and Skyline is, and and Huron is not a bad team. I mean, they've only lost what three or four games this entire year. I'm just waiting for that staple win. You know, like I've mentioned with like Wayne Memorial and stuff like that in the past. Um, stuff. I mean, let's say this: Ann Arbor Skyline went and beat an un, then under, undefeated old Redford team or one loss old Redford team. You know, they beat Wayne Memorial. They beat a lot of teams. They just might not have gone out there and beat a, a Troy High or uh, you know who's in a top ten, who's in the top ten situation or in Hazel Park. Right. You know, but they've still put together you know a solid resume. Right. And again, and I mean, so has Clarkston, right? Yeah, I mean, and definitely they, Clarkston is definitely Wade yeah. Memorial, yeah. They, they lost to East English Village. Are they number one? You know, Clarkston started off number one. They're in the they're in pole position, and then they wind up losing to East English Village. And I mean, from there, it admitted is what it is. So you want to be number one, then don't lose to East English Village. So right. do you wait? You know? Do you? And this is just fun, right? It's mm-hmm. a good conversation. Do yeah. you wait? Uh, being the fact that Skyline hasn't lost to to give them the boot out right. of out I mean, of number one, right? So they have to lose. Yeah, I I, Despite I, I, I really if you would compare, so. uh, and again, I'm just being devil's advocate. Right. If you compare yeah. Huron and Pioneer and those teams against the West Bloomfields and the Troys of the world in terms of divisional play, yeah, yeah, okay. I, and I. I I think I can, I think we can go there, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Bloomfield Hills, they're all right. North Farmington, they're all right. Southfield, I mean, congratulations, they've got two. The wins. bottom of the red is not great this year. Yeah. The yeah, top yeah. of the red is the best it's been in you know probably yeah. maybe ten years. Yeah, and West Bloomfield is is like right on that in that middle right there, you okay. know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how about this? I would love to see Skyline. I think Skyline and Clarkson would play in the semifinals, if not finals, you know. How about we, yeah, how about we just how meet along down. that? How about we just meet along that I'll, path? I'll just read a quick email I got today uh, or the other day. Oh, from, stop, from, stop! I can't no more. <laughs> no, he just wanted he just <laughs> wanted me to point out two specific stats. He wanted me to point out that in terms of their opponents' winning percentage, Skyline's uh, opponents' winning percentage is is five sixty six, and Clarkson's is six twenty. Somebody and, did their homework. And then uh, yeah. Clarkson is two and zero against Super Ten teams, and uh, Skyline hasn't played anyone in the Super Ten. Here's what I will say as far as Clarkson's concerned: Clarkson is very, very good this year. 
I don't feel that this year's Clarkson team is as good as last year's Clarkson team. I feel like oh, you, my, took off, uh, you took you, off Dylan you took Alderson. off Dylan Alderson, who was a who was a major right. difference maker. Right. Last year's Clarkson team didn't lose a game. This year's Clarkson team. Well, they lost team. one game to A and T last year. Oh, you're right, South of A and T. Yeah, um, but going back to it, which is a worse loss than yeah. to the East English Village. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with being the number two team, but and we. TJ and I were just talking about uh, a little bit of criticisms between the Godwin Heights and New Haven in Class B. Why is they haven't lost until you beat a team that you know until you beat the team that's number one? You you can't expect to just leapfrog them. I don't personally. I don't think you can go wrong with this. If someone right. wants to put Skyline at number one, they they have yeah. a complete they have a valid argument. If someone wants to put Clark's number one, they have a valid argument. It's a wash. And as TJ said, let's just see him hopefully meet started, up in the tournament. I started, I started Clarkson off with number one. Yeah. You know, right. it yeah, was no, it wasn't like it wasn't like you're oh, I'm put and you at and three. and they you know? and you lost Dylan Alderson, and I love Dylan Alderson. I'm not going going down to Toledo doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, like. Yo, you lost a piece of the puzzle. I know but you were still I, number one. I know it's one game, but they they lost by double digits to East English Village. Yeah, they got blown past in the in the final three minutes in of the a fourth very quarter. marquee matchup. Yeah, and they were up yeah. twenty five in the first seven, quarter, yeah. or they were up twenty five uh, yeah. either in the first quarter. Or the, I think the third quarter they were up twenty five, and uh, so you know, and when you lose by double digits, you know that says something about how you close a game out. David Julius went crazy that game, and uh, they, you know they, they were on the, the the bottom looking up. But yeah. you know one that's one night. And I'll just say this: as far as the rankings are concerned, TJ does a great job with the boys' rankings. Tom does a great job with the girls' rankings. But in the end, the rankings don't really mean a whole lot. Everybody, it, gets it doesn't it doesn't mean Clarkson's right. not going to make it to the Breslin Center. It doesn't right. mean that Skyline's going to win a state title. They're, they're just rankings. They're they're opinion based. And even going back with like percentages and saying, I know it's I know it's fun to work out the saber metri- cyber metrics of everything. No, but some teams just match up better against other teams. Right. You know, trust me, I have these conversations all the time. And if I've got five guards going to get Wayne Memorial is probably going to play Skyline tougher just mm-hmm. because they match up better. Yeah, and you know, right they now, don't have to worry about. They don't a have curry. a glitzy record. Yeah, yeah, man, but, but Wayne Memorial is still a, a pretty. Well, yeah, Wayne good Memorial's team. only losses are Clarkston, yeah. Canton, Canton twice, Tor- yeah. And, Ken, and, yeah. and they lost to Clarkston or uh, Scott, uh, uh, yeah. Skyline, Skyline, yeah. Clarkston, yeah. and twice to Canton. Yeah, those lost, are their losses in right. overtime for Wayne Memorial. Right, so they haven't lost. They've lost to a team that they got the you know, super ten schedule, even, man. Even, <laughs> at like, even like Troy High. Yeah, I mean their their losses are to Skyline and or excuse me, to Hazel Park, to Hazel Park, to, Clarkson, to Canton, and, and to Clarkson. To Clarkson yeah. You know, yeah. all right, whoop de doo. Congratulations, those are your four losses. I mean, I'm I'm not jumping off a bridge because of that stuff. All right. Don't expect to do. All right, well, let's let's wrap up the ranking segment and uh, get into just a couple a couple things. We'll move down a little bit. First one in Class B, Olivet moved to sixteen and zero, and they have moved into your top ten. Yeah, I, I really like what Olivet. And um, if you can go back, uh, shoot, fifteen years ago, they they had a really strong team. I remember it was Jordan Fox. They had, it's killing me. I can't remember the six eight kid who wound up going to Eastern Michigan. But there's a nice little pocket of basketball that goes on. You know, in in the in the Olivet, the Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. you know, in that area, and so I think that you know they're deserved. Obviously, being undefeated, we still have some other teams out there that are undefeated. Undefeated Voyager, for, former consortium, is undefeated. You know, so I mean, as we as we go and work out all the the, there could only be one at the end. Right. You they know, got, they so. got two great names on their team in Olivet. They got Nick the Quick Jungle. So I mean, he, he's oh, yeah. like a, with a J J U N G L. Yeah, and they got uh, <laughs> Nate that. Nate the Great Zona. So you got nice. three kids. One's you know he's in the zone all the time, right. and the other one it's like welcome to the jungle, baby. You're gonna you're <laughs> gonna get a, you're gonna get a a, a lion like effort every night from from Nick the Quick. That's nice. I forget their nickname. 
The Eagles, I believe. Oh, the Eagles. That's right. I think I'm, that's right. I'm, yeah, the Ospreys. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the all right. Uh, yeah, technical. Yeah, all right. Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central uh, remains number one. They're undefeated in Class C. And they're playing well. C.J. Hall is one of those kids where he's really made great improvements over the last couple of years. He's going to go to Air Force. They're going to sit him for a year, um, let him get stronger. It's just that what they do in the, when you go to the Air Force Academy. Um, and if he grows a little bit more, however, and he needs to get stronger and stuff like that for the next level. But, yeah, he's a kid that's really skilled. I'd almost like to say that, you know, while Monroe isn't that far away from Detroit, you know, if he was that much closer to the Detroit metro area, would he be that much more of a household name? Mm-hmm. More than likely. Um, they've got some other nice Hunter pieces. Kegley's Hunter Kegley's really Kegley, nice. Hunter nice running a mate. kid. Who can, yeah, and, and not only that, they do a great job of of knowing what, filling their roles, you know? Like, Kegley is definitely a kid that he understands, if I get the ball to Hawk and they want to double team in here and I slide down over <laughs> into the corner, that'll be wide open, right. you know? And yeah. so, you know, when you, when you play to your strengths, I think that that's one thing that really – Helps as a team, um, and, and, that, and that obviously speaks uh, volumes into where they are, as well as some other teams like Skyline who know who the, what their what their you know what everybody's role is. Right. And so, but yeah, um, but get back to Monroe St. Mary's. Yeah, they're they're playing really well, and I think that they're they're the real deal and are a team to contend with and, and see. And there's not a whole lot of teams in Class C with the type of size that C.J. Hout has, and that that could be a serious outside of, outside of Pershing and right. and Depso. That could be you a know? serious factor in them advancing is having that post presence that can you know pull down 15 rebounds a game uh, and kind of make that little difference in crutch time. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a big regional. Final is where we would see. Uh, yeah. I'm not Monroe. sure. I think that up. it might be in the quarterfinals. I don't know how classy the is now with the schools and where they are. For the for the regionals, it's more than likely going to be Pershing and Pershing. So where would yeah, the Detroit teams? Yeah, where would they go? I know Maybe that Pershing goes and plays at uh, Warren Collegiate, I believe, okay. or Warren Lincoln. Okay, so um, they go. And, okay, and they should more than likely make it out of there with Depsa. I believe that they have. Um, Detroit Loyola, which is going to be their tough matchup, and then you've got Community, and you've got some other schools um, that are coming in. But I don't think that they're going to see Monroe St. Mary's until the quarterfinals. Okay, gotcha, got it. All right, cool. Uh, all right, well, good. That's uh, that's how we'll wind it down when we come back uh, from uh, in our next segment. We are going to preview the girls' basketball tournament. So these guys have been doing their homework and uh, are ready to talk some some girls' basketball. Believe it or not, playoffs start Monday. Uh, we're fired up. We're for crowning that. champions. That's we right. crowned a, a PSL champion last week. We're gonna, That's right. And a girls Catholic League champion. We're going to crown right. a boys Catholic League champion this weekend, and then we start crowning district and regional winners. And quickly before we get, uh, you know, before we close it real quick, are there any really, you know, for the for the hoops fans out there listening, any really big matchups going on this weekend that uh, you know some people could go check out if they wanted to see? I, th- I think the Catholic League final is probably going to be. And where is that? UD Jesuit in either De La Salle or Catholic CC. And, and that's going to be at Callahan Hall on oh, Sunday. Callahan on Sunday. Yep. Usually, it's usually a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, like yeah a, I think it's a three o'clock game. Like a three o'clock. And then, yeah, I think the, their noon game will be the. Uh, the lower, lower, Cram- yeah, Cranbrook's the in champs. is Cranbrook qualified for the okay. for for Callahan Hall. Callahan Hall, their first trip to yeah. the Catholic League championship uh, since they joined the league, and it will either be I believe either Richard or uh, Bishop Foley. Yeah, right. and there's yeah. some also some games that are going on at Cornerstone. Something that was just put together because the Catholic League and PSL don't have teams, or excuse me, have uh, leftover games. games. Yeah. Um, but I know that uh, Hazel Park is playing Old Redford, and I think that's like a five thirty game. Um, but that there are five Saturday? games that are going yeah, over at uh, Detroit Cornerstone. Uh, I think Henry Ford and Detroit Loyola are also playing. 
okay. uh, Detroit Western, Divine Child. Um, tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday, I think, does Country Day play a Southfield Christian, I think, on Friday? Yeah, it's their, that's, uh, Southfield that's right. Christian's got Country Day this week. Yep, okay. yep. so that, that's going to be a pretty good one as well. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, Loaded. there you go. There you Loaded. go. <laughs> Stuff that's happening out there for you to go check out. All right, we're going to take our first time out. We will be back. You are listening and watching State Champs Hang Time. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to DoughRaiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back to Hang Time. We are uh, about to get into preview of the girls' basketball tournament. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, our B-CAM segment with uh, Dan Young. All right, girls' basketball boys, uh, we'll just go A through uh, D here and uh, and talk about uh, who we like, who's playing well, and, and uh, you know, through some of your research, who you feel has, has got a chance to, uh, this year, go to Calvin College for the finals, for the first time in the state finals. Well, yep. uh, in a long time, will not be in East Lansing. They will be at Calvin be College. I'm riding for Class A. I'm riding the uh, Jada Hampton Express with okay. East Lansing. Mm-hmm. I think even though the, the uh, state championship won't be crowned in East Lansing, I think East... Lansing possibly will will grab that crown. Uh, Jada Hampton is a as a slick wing going to Wichita State, and uh, when you have a player of that caliber and, and the kind of supporting cast around her, I think uh, East Lansing has the best chance at, at coming out ahead. It, you you look at East Lansing; that's a team with with a lot of um, players around. I think the the Nye sisters. I think their last name is N Y E. You know, yeah. I think that's a really balanced team with some shooting, ball handling. Jada Hampton can do a little bit of everything. Um, the team that I really look at is East or is uh, Saginaw Heritage. We'll get to East Kentwood in a little bit, yeah. but Saginaw Heritage with a nice win over Country Day over the weekend. Yep, I was there. Yep, yep. Uh, they got they got a playmaker and Mo, Mo Joiner. Yeah, I think um, she's you know it seems like uh, Saginaw Heritage the last like three or four years have, has had really really good regular seasons mm-hmm. and at some point in the tournament it's just fallen apart. Yeah, maybe this is the year that they they make it to the finals or the semifinals and. Finally, win it all. Well, know, I'll tell you what they were taking on a good Country Day team at Country Day, uh, and Country Day was really never in the game. They completely right. shut down Kayla Webb. I think she had six points, but really did did nothing. Uh, and they've got that big in the middle, um, who's very active, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got some shooters. They've got some assassins. They came out and were just lighting it up. Right. Uh, I think they had, you know. I, I want to say as, as many as 20 points in the first quarter, which is usually a lot for a, a yeah. girls' basketball team, uh, and uh, and had good good defense. Uh, we're just playing really, really well. I, I, again, I haven't seen East Kentwood, which is the other team right. uh, that I think really is uh, has a real strong shot. Uh, I think all these teams do, um, especially in girls' basketball field. when you get a run. But Saginaw Heritage really looked like uh, a team that was driven and determined mm-hmm. and um, – 
Uh, I was very impressed with can't how they played. And you can watch those highlights uh, probably right now on our social media. Yep. We'll have those I up. Think they yeah, just went up. Yep, it just went up. Uh, but of course, Sunday at, on State Champions. You know, Kentwood, a, a, a school that's known for their track uh, track squad, has got a lot of speed on this basketball team. Yep. A lot of uh, you know, uh, girls with sprinter speed that can make it down the floor, can uh, exploit the transition game, and uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of fast break, fast break with the best there is in the state. Yeah, they got Lazarus. I, I hope I can get that name, Lazara uh, Sanders. Um, you know she's she's kind of a wing forward player. She's almost six feet tall. She's a she's a different kind of a point forward. Yeah. Um, and then they got Corinne Jemison, who's over six feet. She's going to college to play volleyball. Um, and I don't know if there's any team in Class A that can match that type of size. I think there's some teams that have a five ten, five eleven girl, but not two of them. Uh, like what East Kentwood has, I think size and speed is yep. a deadly combination. Yep, they they lost in the finals to Flushing, I believe, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a, what a season for Flushing! It and was I, I think crazy. To me, I feel like East Kent was the favorite at this point because they have that experience and they have these players coming back. And both Saunders and Jemison are Miss Basketball candidates at this point. And for so long, we talked about having you know the Lansing schools having kind of that advantage of right. playing at the Breslin Center in the in the uh, in the semis and finals. Switches over to the west. Now side. it's on the west side, so East Kentwood's going to have that home crowd That's if right. they should get that far. Who will be supporting them big time? Yep. Nice, fili- nice facilities over at Calvin, I hear. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is very nice. Calvin, Hope College, they're all yeah, great. Yeah. Out there, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Any thoughts on A? Never look past Marion. You know the the champions champion, yeah. yep. uh, Coach Cicerone, and uh, they got a player that I really like. One of these girls uh, that I've seen a couple times the last couple of years that doesn't get a lot of hype because she, her, her stats aren't gaudy. But mm-hmm. the multifunctionality of Olivia Moore, who again is kind of a point forward. Uh, she's, she's continued to make progress. Yeah, and she's this career. kind of girl that's going to get you 10 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals. She's not going to score 25, but uh, she's, a, she's, a, she's a pace setter, and, and she can do it inside and out. So when you got a player like that, they got a girl uh, named, I think, Uchi Eki, I believe, oh, yeah. in the middle, yep. um, who's who's nice, athletic, uh, big girl in the middle. So uh, don't, you know, don't look past Miriam. Then, you know, Ann Arbor Huron's got some – got. Um, you know they they've had a really good season this year. I don't know any players on the team specifically, yeah. um, and then you go to to a team like Wayne Memorial, which we've talked about a lot, and I talk about star power. And you know if Camry Clegg gets on a roll and you know Wayne Memorial gets on a roll, they can make a deep run. Well, again, well. another state champs plug, if I may. Right. Our main yeah. event this week uh, will be the KLAA championship between Howell and Wayne Memorial in girls basketball. That is Thursday night. So if you're listening to the podcast, it's tonight right uh and we'll have those highlights on the show really uh anticipated matchup heartland has had a great season mm-hmm. uh unfortunately they play a lot of the same teams over yep. and over uh but they uh beat brighton i think for the third time already but i mm-hmm. uh, think they're 17 and 2 something like that uh coming how, into this how, match how old is yeah and, uh, and always yeah always a good a good program that's going to get after it and i think if you're wayne memorial uh you do have some losses but um they've had some some big wins they've had to kind of hold off some teams too mm-hmm. that, that you know they should have maybe beat like Southfield Christian we were talking about you know maybe yep. should have won by more um, so uh, but I think they'll be motivated for this and there's nothing like winning some hardware right before you get uh, into the tournament and again Camry Clegg is is one of those you know um, difference players yeah. yeah well right now you, you're playing yourself onto the ballot 
for Miss Basketball. And then, of course, um, you know, in games like these, these are the ones that, especially if they're on state champs, right? Yep. right. That Place people are going to gonna see, voters right. are going to see, they're going right. to see your performance, so you want to do well. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We have spent a lot of time on Class A. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move over to Class B. All right. And again, we talked about um, a little bit about the Saginaw Heritage Country Day game. Uh, again, you can watch those highlights on our social media right now. So go to State Champs Network, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, Country Day has pretty much been the team to beat in Class yeah. B. Uh, Williamston, until they had that injury. Yeah, Maddie Waters went down. Yeah, exactly. Um, was really kind of the one-two punch that they felt. And Williamston has still played well. Oh, absolutely. They have come back. They have not thrown th- in the towel by th- any means. I think they just suffered their first or second loss to Fowlerville. Right. Uh, maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, and like that, that Lansing area is always good yeah. for girls basketball, yep. you know, and, and the teams that they, they schedule. Um, I think, you know, again, I want to see Country Day again. Um, because you know that was not their best effort, and I know right. they would they would admit that. But again, when you're scheduling tough teams, you're prepared for one the tournament. The, well, I mean, one of the subplots, and it's been a subplot for the last couple of years, um, with the venerable Frank Orlando on on the sideline for Country Day. The girls uh, the, in the in the MHSA record books, there's nobody's won more games than Frank. And uh, you know, the question is, you know, if whether Country Day wins or loses, is this Frank's last year? And uh, so that's something that I think you know keep in mind. Another state chance plug. Frank, yeah. <laughs> Frank Orlando Legends. We are working yeah. on that documentary. He is a legend. As we speak. The he guy is. is a legend. He's an, an awesome individual, and so that will be airing April 8th on Fox Sports Detroit, Sunday at night. And just, they're, they're not, we just, we just keep bringing yeah, it, you know? Everything. We're right there. And they're not just uh, Kayla Webb either. they got a nice yeah. uh, post, oh, no, no, they post do. presence in Maxine Moore. She's yeah, really good. And, and, and she going, was the best West. player on the floor for them on Saturday. She signed to Western Clearly. Michigan and yeah. uh, talking, throwing out nicknames. Her her teammates call her Maxi Buckets. <laughs> I love, I love that. No, yeah, she's the X factor for this team going yes, forward because they don't really have that. Is. They don't have that pure score. They've got two pitch. guards that yep. are good. You got Kayla and the other guard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I can't remember her name right now, but um, they were they were both. They have good guard play. Uh, they need to get more consistent shooting from yep. the outside, but then they go down into more, and she is very very strong. In yeah, the they, game, so. they don't have the pure score in Destiny Pitts anymore. Um, right. But they at least have that other element outside right. of the guard. Who's going play. crazy? Who, who could yeah. be the Big Ten freshman of the year? Yeah, right. Probably will going be. Going right. crazy. But I don't know if that's all that surprising. Just how, how great she yeah, was. Yeah, Ariel Powers was another. Uh, yeah, she's been, the only girl I've ever covered in that's the in the WNBA. WNBA. NBA, yeah, NBA. Yeah, WNBA. Rookie of the year. Uh, she was. She all, well, she, yeah. and, I'm pretty sure she was got, rookie of the year. And I looked at her. I remember her last year. And went crazy at Michigan State. Yeah, I remember last year, the year before, I looked at her Twitter account and I was like, she had like. 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. I was like, wow, there's a lot of WNBA fans out there. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Um, is. But, yeah, you you look at Country Day, they they have the lineage of of great players coming through. Um, But a team that I still like to a certain extent is Williamston, even though Maddie Waters has gone with the injury. Ellison Pimplowski, I hope I got that name right, is – is really kind of taken, you know, shouldered that extra. What about a lineage. Yeah. Her dad, Mike right. Poplowski, a starting center on uh, some yeah, of those so. really, really good Michigan State uh, men's basketball teams. Yep. Um, but I, I look at her, you know, she's done a really good job of kind of picking up the extra slack, which she was already shouldering a big amount of, of, of the workload. Um, I'd like to see how far Williamston can make a run. Um, but they were just knocked off by Fowlerville, who I'm sure is going to be, if not if they're not in their, that district, they'll be in that regional for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Pep had a run in the NBA. He had a couple years in the NBA too. I believe yeah, Sacramento. Sacramento Kings. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, saved uh, Bobby Hurley. Yeah, him. He was the guy that kind of brought the Bobby uh, Hurley. And we're, we're kind of getting off in the weeds, but <laughs> sure. Bobby Hurley, the uh, the All American Duke point guard, yeah. his first year's a uh, draft, a lottery pick, uh, yeah. first round for the Kings, and had a terrible the, car accident. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
was wild. And Poplowski was there, I believe, to, to see yeah. him. Uh-huh. Help, help him get him to, get him to the ambulance. Yes. All right, so we can quit. Wow. Wow, I didn't know it was that, that deep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow, we've gone first full. responder. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow. Okay, uh, as we we can quickly uh, look at Class C and Class D. Uh, you could talk about uh, any of those teams. Well, I know the- Pitt, Pittsburgh used to be D. Yep. They're now playing up in C. And when any anytime you do that, usually kind of throws things in, in for a loop. Like when Southfield Christian went yeah. up to C, it kind of throws everything off. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing but, the thing for Pittsburgh, they're un, they're still unbeaten. But they, there's no Maddie Clark walking through that door. There's no J.C. Berger walking through that door. You know, the, the two most winningest uh, girls basketball players in MHSA history. Um, but it's kind of impressive what they've continued to do. But I don't know if anybody Not can to even mention, you got the best team in, you know, arguably the best team in the whole state regardless of class in Detroit Edison. You got the best player possibly regardless of class in Rakia Jackson. And Gabrielle that's a, Elliott. That's a, that's a tall task. Gabrielle Elliott is, is a sophomore this year, and she's, just, she's a rising star. Rakia Jackson, if you don't know who this is, do yourself a favor, get out to, to see a girls' basketball game, and you just see just a star in the making with Rakia Jackson and Gabrielle Elliott is you know right behind her. You know she she can knock it down from the outside. She can drive to the basket. Uh, these are two of the best players in the entire state. I have seen them play, yep. and it, it reminds me a little bit of some of those King teams from bit, yeah. you know the the. The Winfield, win, the win, the Winfield, Winfield era. Willie Winfield, the great, the great Winfield. Oh yeah, era. yeah, exactly. He's still around, by the oh, way. Oh, I know. He's he still is. winning. I know. He's nuts. But I mean, I'm saying like in the when we had the Kobo championships, yep. uh, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, some of those King teams that were on went on to win state fi- championships. Mm-hmm. I think they lost one too, which is really surprising. But uh, just really strong, fast, yeah. you know, aggressive. You know what I mean? Can just bump and run with anyone. Yep. Could take could be could have beaten boys teams yeah. right. that year. I swear, if if you would have lined it up, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> and, you know, and starting in this middle, <laughs> Jeff <Yeah>. Newlap, <laughs> power forward, TJ Kelly, yeah. and Winfield is. <laughs> and like Burn a, seems the point guy. What do you want to be shooting guard? I guess the wing. <laughs> yeah. You'll be I'm our main scorer. Right. The wing, yeah. Look at that uh, coaching index we got in girls basketball with oh, Frank Orlando, William Winfield, Mary Ciceroni, Doreen Ingles. We haven't even started talking about yet. Uh, yeah, don't count out. Don't count out Saint Ignatius. You know, you know they kind of go between Class C and Class D, but if, they're in C if, this year. Yeah, they're in yeah, C they're this year. C, they're, yeah. they're you know they're going to be in the mix, and you know I don't bet against Ingles. Ingles twenty years, twenty years on the job, ten Final Fours, mm-hmm. five state championships. She averages yeah. twenty uh, uh, twenty wins a year, and uh, she does. A, and, she, and Tom likes Paywamo. Yeah, you, know, you put Paywamo West Philly. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. They were, I believe they yeah. were in the finals. They lost to Depsa last year. They were right. either, it was either in the finals or the semifinals. Yeah, um, they're they're a really good team. They were young, if I remember correctly, last year. Um, you know, Class C is deep. I just don't know if anybody's going to knock off Depsa this year. All right, and in Class D, uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart has been waiting for Pittsburgh to bump <laughs> yeah, out of yeah, D. Been trying to get rid of Pittsburgh. Yes, they have officially. Yep, Scout. They, they won it. Uh, Sacred Heart won it in fourteen. Yep. And then they've ran into Pittsburgh the last couple of yep. years. Three um, years. Yeah, they Scout Nelson. Yeah, they got a nice guard for, for uh, inside outside heart. combo with Scout Nelson and, mm. and Sophie Ruggles. Yep. Uh Scout Nelson's a, uh, uh she's kinda of, she started as a freshman on that team that went to the finals. Um and I just you know, I at this point I think it, it's Sacred Heart. You know, that's always been a you know, state power. You know, they were knocked yeah. down a little bit because of Pittsburgh's pre- presence, but now Pittsburgh's up in C and I think this is the year that Sacred Heart gets it done. Yeah, I don't think we don't we don't have those Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes team coming out of. Uh, oh, they, I mean, you, I mean, they got a, they got a star player. You said Tiffany. there's Roback still left there. 
Uh, I don't know on the girls' team. Okay. I know Tiffany Cenarius has been. Right. She's one of these girls that seems like she's been there forever. Yeah, right. yeah. and she's a been in senior. at least one Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they just yeah, there was one or they lost in the Catholic League Championship by a point. Yeah, the, uh, there, there was a team, to shrine. There was a Lakes team two, three, four years ago that you know went to the playoffs at like seven and nine or something like that and still yeah. made the Final Four. I think that four. was Tiffany's senior or f- I think, Tiffany's freshman. Yeah, and they they lost to Pittsburgh. Um, but you never count out Lakes and making a, making a run. I just don't know if they have what it takes to win it this year. All right. Well, there you go. Girls basketball covered up and down, A through D. Uh, looking forward to the tournament again. Watch State Champs. We'll have highlights next week of some of the uh, best playoff games uh, that are happening. I know there's one right on Monday, and I can't remember what it is that we're probably going to cover. But uh, anyway, stay tuned. Follow us on social media, and you will see everything that we are doing, <laughs> which is a lot. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's our B-CAM segment, and then we'll come back with fact or fiction and uh, kind of a, a new segment that uh, Dulac has dreamed up. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah, exactly. So we'll uh, we'll throw that out there so you uh, can stick around for that. So hang time. We'll be back in a flash. Welcome to Be the Referee with Michigan High School Athletic Association Assistant Director Mark Ewell. Today we're going to talk about one of the great myths in all of basketball rules that a defensive player must be completely stationary to take a charging foul against an offensive player either on the drive or on the dribble. The reality is that a defender only has to obtain what's called a legal guarding position. A legal guarding position is when the defender is facing the offensive player and has essentially beaten him or her to that spot on the floor. Once the defender is in this legal guarding position, the defender can be moving and can even have one or even both feet off of the floor at the time that contact occurs. Thanks, Mark. You can be a referee. Go to MHSAA.com now to register. Thanks for listening. I'm John Johnson. Welcome back to State Champs Hang Time. It is our B-CAM segment of the podcast, and uh, we are uh, very happy uh, stepping away from his busy schedule. Uh, Coaching the Canton Chiefs is Jim Reddy, who is on the phone with us right now. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. All right. This is great. So uh, modern technology, right? It's fantastic. Dan (laughs) Young, of course, is here. Uh, And uh, uh, Dan, you know, one of the things we stressed on the State Champs television portion of our BCAM Fast Break segment is uh, the mentor program that uh, BCAM offers, which is basically just a laundry list of coaching greats uh, throughout the state of Michigan in which coaches like uh, Jim Reddy, who are, you know, kind of new coaches and, you know, maybe this is going to be your first uh, tournament run with this particular group and you needed some advice about a particular situation or something, uh, there's a laundry list of, of well-experienced guys that he could go to. So just quickly talk about, like, how the mentorship program began and uh, what real benefits uh, you see uh, this resource for coaches. So what we try to do is give coaches at any level an opportunity to have some people they can talk to that are maybe not in their area. I mean, I think we all have natural mentors uh, in our communities, but outside of your community, somebody you can lean on, run something by, something maybe in a parent situation or maybe a situation within your team or something you're 
run it by him. You can email or call. But these coaches, we just kind of shot it out there to our membership, and it was just a great response we got back. You've got, like, for example, Rick Albrose at Delvinport College. You've got Dan Fife on here. You've got Dave Ginsburg, who's one of my mentors who I get, when I got into coaching for. And the, the list goes on and on. Bob Bloom, who is a mentor of both Jim and myself, you know, reach out to these people, and, and they're, they're, they're there to help you. I was going to mention to uh, Jim, uh, who were some of the guys, I know he just mentioned one, who were some of the coaches uh, that were really influential in, as you began? Yeah, I, I, we just mentioned Bob Bloom. I just talked to him today at about 3, 30, 4 o'clock for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously been a huge influence. Um, you know, he's, he's been a, a huge impact on, on what we've done here at Canton and how we've played. Um, other, I've had a lot of mentors. Coach Young, who's, who's there right now, um, was probably my first mentor. I mean, I, he was my middle school PE teacher. He's the reason why I wanted to be um, a teacher and a coach. And, you know, I made that decision when he was my middle school PE teacher. And then I played for him um, and, and, and learned a lot from him and playing for him. And then, you know, he had helped me out in, in my coaching career a lot. And actually earlier this year, he, he, he called me in December when I was, was, was dealing with some stuff and, was was really helpful and uh, really had some kind words and some things that that helped me out when we were going through some stuff and um, you know he so definitely Coach Bloom, Coach Young and then also Coach Brian Samalski who used to coach here at Canton did a great job with the girls for nine years he's one of my closest friends and so those those guys have all been major influences in, in my coaching career and helped me get to where I've been and where I'm going. <clears throat> cool. As we switch gears and, and we want to talk about your Chiefs and the amazing season you guys have had uh, thus far, uh, what did you see in uh, this young coach, uh, you know, in terms of taking over the Canton program and what he's been able to do so far? Your thoughts, Dan? Uh, great teammate. Tough as they get. Tough as they get. And then put in the time. And was such a, such a team person. Jim, uh, you know, was the, the, the great point guard that you always want, who mm-hmm. can defend the ball, nobody takes it away from him. And then late in his career, he became a very, very good shooter, you know, as, as he developed from a point guard to a shooting guard. But just, you know, you know his parents and his family and his, the guys he played with were just so much fun to be around. And so, it's, you know, I'm a proud papa. Yeah, right. You know, so <laughs> it's, and, and then he, you know, when I coached at Glenn, they, kicked, they beat us a couple of times. So right. that was... You know, we both. Well, had, well, now we had we had some great battles. <laughs> yeah, right. Some really, some had, really yeah. great battles. So very proud of him as well as Brian Smolski and Bloomer. Yeah. Bloomer is all of our uh, is all you know a guy that's really important in all of our lives. My and how's wife, he doing right now? He's doing. You know, Bob lost his his wife Wendy suddenly in December, and it was it's just been brutal for yeah. him. And um, Bob, my wife played for Bob. And introduced us. Wow! So there's wow. a lot that goes into it. So you know, Bob is is just our guy. Yeah. And Wendy was our you know a, a huge influence on all of us too. So he's doing better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I happened to uh, MC the Canton Athletics Hall of Fame uh, dinner recently, and Bob was you know not able to join us, but uh, there was a lot of love in the room for him. And, no question. And what they were talking about uh, with him, and uh, that was a fun night. So, uh, so coach. Um, Talk yeah. about, you know, the you know of course, you never want to get ahead of yourself. This is the point where you guys want to focus more than ever. Uh, but just talk yep. about the development and the growth of this team throughout this season. Uh, it's not just a KLAA schedule. You know, you guys went out, you beat a team like Troy, for instance. Uh, these guys have always just stepped up to whatever the challenge seemed to be. Yeah, I think, um, I think this group 
came together at the end of last year. Um, you know, we were real young last year. We brought eight of our top nine back this year, and we met a lot at the end of last year, you know, talking about how we, we were going to change things and, and have and try to have a great season this year. And I think um, the guys did a great job of, you know, last March coming together and saying, hey, this is how we're going to get things done next year. And, and the biggest thing that's helped us is that we have a great group of guys. They're all great young men. They all like each other. We have great chemistry. They're all great teammates. Um, and they've continued to get better. I mean, individually, skill-wise, we've gotten better. So that's, in turn, helped our team out. And, you know, we can – I think this year's team um, can can win in different ways. I mean, we can – we can score 75. We can defend. I think we're average, and we let up about 43 points a game, 43 and a half a game. So if you know if we if teams slow it down, we can grind out a win. If teams want to run with us, we can score 70, 75. So I think um, we're we're tough that way, and we, we just got a great competitive edge to our group, which allows us you know to be in every game. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's earlier in the podcast we had T.J. Kelly here, Scott Bernstein here, and, we, and uh, Jeff Dulac, and we were talking about you know uh, how things are going with teams, and we Canton came up, and um, we were talking about you know what we like, and excuse the grammar here, but Scott was very emphatically saying I be with B artists. So uh, <laughs> you know, talk about uh, you know you always need you know a leader and, and a guy who's gonna you know who's not afraid to say hey jump on the, my back, I'll take us sure. there. Uh, talk about what he's been able to, to do for your team yeah i think well first of all you said he's a three-year varsity guy so yeah. he's been through it um and he's grown as a leader he's grown as a player and, and Biardis is a guy that could last week against plymouth he scored 30 but he could do that on multiple nights but he's such a he's such a good teammate he's such a good passer he understands you know sharing the ball and getting everybody involved um and, and so he, he's taking a back seat to kind of maybe scoring more than he could um and, and getting guys like Vincent Sigmund and Ian Barker more shots. And those guys, too, could all – Vince and Ian have also taken a step back, too. They could throw in 20 if they wanted to every night. Um, it, but they're all just great, willing passers and, and great teammates, which makes us tough to guard. They're all three tough covers. Um, but, B, you know, he's, he, he's, a, he's a real, real good competitor. And he can get a shot for himself or he can get someone else a shot pretty much whenever he wants and he's done a better job of with his toughness and getting to the rim and getting fouled and finishing. And then his really his major strength is that if we you know if we're up four or six with two minutes left, three minutes left, we can go you know to our kind of our, our end of the game offense, and he's he's tough to force into a turnover um, or even force a five count or force you know any kind of deflection. So. You know, he does a lot of things really well for us. That, that's the thing. When I watched you play the few times I did, you know, with, with you know, the times we did, is your your guards handle it really well. They're yeah. two-way guys. They defend, and then yeah. they're willing passers, and then they all have skill. And then you've got some guys inside that have good role. I mean, uh, they can score, but you also have some good, strong role player guys yep. who are tough and know how to win. And so it's yep. a good group. And – but as you know, at the end of the year, anything can happen. So I know you're yeah, going to no, be I mean, ready. It's, it's, and I think, you know, when people have asked me, Tim Smith asked me last night after the game, you know, 20, you were 20 and 0 two years ago. What's, you know, right. is this the same kind of thing? And, yeah. and this team is totally different than that team in, in the sense that that team two years ago had to, had, to def, had to play great defense and rebound every night and grind out wins. Yeah, to have this a team has, 
this team has multiple guys that can score and beat you. Right. And they, and they also like like Coach Young just said they they're two way players. They defend and we rebound. We, and we've uh, rebounding has been a strength for this team at both ends. I mean, last night we had 16 offensive rebounds. Wow. Um, so we, we've we've done we're totally different than two years ago. So and we've done a, a better job of talking about it. the record doesn't mean anything. We're, we're trying to trying to go as far as we can. We're trying to win as many championships as we can. Yep. The record the record means nothing. We're right. trying we're just trying to get better right now and continue to compete for as many championships as we can. And Novi was a team that got a lot better uh, after January. Um, sure. So talk about the challenge that you will have facing them. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're as talented as anybody in our area. I mean, they got three guys in the perimeter that can all score 20. Um, you know, they got the big guy inside that, that helps them. And, um, you know, they're going to be they're gonna be tough to beat. And, you know, we just had one of our guards get, get injured last night, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to play Friday night. So it'll be even tougher. Mm. For us, but we're we're confident in in our team's ability to have the next man step up and play and kind of pick up our teammate that's out. So, but they're they're fast, they're athletic, they're quick, they can shoot it. Um, so you know, obviously, this it, it's a tough challenge Friday night. For sure. and, and where is that game going to be? It, it's at Canton. Friday so that'll night be at Canton Friday night, and that's for the KLAA title. Semi, that is, no, semi? that's the semifinal. Okay. Semifinal. Yep. Right. I know we've got the girls' title on Thursday. Correct. Uh, yep. we'll, we'll be covering that on State Champs. That's going to be Wayne Memorial and Heartland, which, yeah. uh, which I'm sorry, Howell. Excuse me, Howell is the team that's going to be. And you know, Wayne Memorial yep. and Howell have never met on the girls' side ever. So, wow. yeah, this is the first time that they're that playing. That will each be other. a great. That game. will be a great game, and uh, both teams have college players. Yes, yes, and Camry Clegg, one of them for Wayne Memorial. I'm sure looking to yep. really uh, uh, put her name out there. So, uh, coach, before we let you go, and Dan, you can comment on this uh, as you get set for the second season, as it were. Uh, the Class A state playoffs are just a grind. You know, you talk about how you're gonna yeah. <laughs> guys are gonna go down. You're gonna need that depth that you've been building all season uh, because you can never take a night off. It's gonna be just brutal I, each and every I, round. I've said, and Jim, I'll, I, yeah. you know, I, I speak for yourself. I've always said getting out of Metro Detroit and getting out and moving into another area is the hardest thing that I've ever been a part of at Canton. Yeah and John Glenn and trying to beat the teams in our area, it's right. just brutal. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and Jim, you can speak to the, the competition. And you didn't shy away. You've played Belleville. You've played Country yeah. Day. You've I mean, played Troy. You've played all always, these people. We, we've always yeah. tried to do that in the non-league to get us ready for right. you know our league. And you know, to back when you were coaching Glenn to get ready for you guys. And, right. and you know, this year we, we're playing Catholic Central in the first round. And those right. guys obviously yeah. – yeah. Are skilled and good and big and Huge. they play yeah, you know, just, tough teams in the Catholic League. Yeah, so it, you, we gotta yeah. be ready to rock and no, roll on yeah. the first night. Yeah, game one. Game hey, one. No seating. Let's go. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. So basketball, you know, there's a little behind the times without seating, right. and um, it is what it is. So you gotta be. We have to be ready to go on March 5th against CC. Well, yeah, you're just going to have to do it. If you're going to beat the best, you're going to have to face them all eventually. So, exactly. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a fun ride. And, uh, hey, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time tonight. Good luck on Friday. Absolutely. Good luck the rest of the way. And uh, we'll just see if the Chiefs can keep dancing, man. We like it. Thank you. Take care, guys. Appreciate Congra- having me on. All right, Congratulations you. on your season, Jim. Talk soon. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Take right. care. Take care. All right, so that was uh, Jim Reddy, the coach at Canton, and uh, we want to thank Dan Young for uh, getting him to, to uh, bring him on. And uh, just real quick, uh, you know, again, just to kind of put a, 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 a statement on 
the playoffs, you know, um, what's like one of the, you know, stories that you can share from, you know, just t- talking about districts, uh, let alone regionals in, in the state tournament and just how demanding it is? So uh, I had Nick Daniels, who's um, captain at Oakland University. Very proud of him. He's yeah. senior day on Saturday. Nice. His junior year, we were at Glenn. We were playing Romulus, who ended up going to the semis or even the finals. Ray Lee. Yeah. Um, West Clark, E.C. Matthews. So we're 17 and whatever. Yeah, We're pretty good. Mm -hmm. So it's tied after one. It's tied at half. This is the district semifinal. It's tied at the end of three. And West Clark hits a a floater at the horn to beat us. We played perfect. (laughs) And we still couldn't get it done. But I was so, I left that game and we walked in the locker room and we were just like, we couldn't have. We could have made a free throw tour here or there, but we couldn't have played any better. Yeah, you left it all out we there. We left it all out there. And um, I think for for just thinking back to that game, even though it was a loss, it was really a win because you walked out like we they were they were just oh, right. Loaded. Okay, yes. I don't even have to I mean, say you it. You don't. Right. And I, we've all been in that situation. So I always try I want to shout out to the coaches that are doing the best they can with their team, and they're playing the best they can play. And even if it's not good enough, you got to feel good about it. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, just a couple of games before that same year, uh, we were doing a game with Romulus and Country Day, and that was Country Day. They were stacked that year at Romulus. At, at Romulus, and EC Matthews hit a, a game winner at the buzzer. Crazy to uh, beat them. So uh, they they were just destined. And yeah, sometimes it just doesn't fall your way, and yeah. sometimes luck's on your side, but. You know, when you have good guards like Canton, yeah. you know. Yeah, and this is why if you're a Hoops fan, we encourage you um, to not say, well, I'll wait to the regionals, I'll see no, maybe the court. great games right great now. Great games that are going to be happening uh, from the district, you know, from the beginning. And we're talking all classes, B yeah, and that, C. Yeah, that KLA Girls Championship yeah. is going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're, we're at the state tournament next week for girls and yeah. then two weeks for boys. And yeah. it's the best time of the year. Yeah. It's no the best time not. of the year. Absolutely. So, all right, we'll check it out. Go to bcam.org. If you are a coach interested in becoming a member, everything they offer, the mentor program is just one thing that we talked about. Uh, and obviously, uh, not get your nominations in right now. Uh, if you're a coach listening to this, uh, for all the awards, all the, the awards. academic awards, the bcam's best, all that stuff. So do it now. And uh, Dan, thanks again. Let's do it again next week. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to DoughRaiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Raiser. Okay, welcome back to Hang Time. This is our final segment. We call it Fact or Fiction. What this basically is a making a statement about a contender's flaw, and everyone says if they believe if it's fact 
or fiction. Okay, and if we like this, we'll we'll continue. So yeah. since this is something you like, why don't you throw it out there and okay. we'll let these guys go at it? You know, uh, I'll I'll get it started. This isn't exactly what I believe. These are you know you know criticisms that I've heard about each team. Okay. So don't send me an email thinking I'm oh, right. Okay, on so yeah. So again, <laughs> but, uh, uh, state champs is not responsible <laughs> right. for. It. Okay. Right. Um, the one I started off was with Clarkston. I've heard this way too much. Um, but, you know, what I've heard is the Wolves are only a one-man show and haven't been able to find a secondary scorer after Foster Lawyer since Dylan Alderson moved on. Um, fact or fiction? Uh, C.J. Robinson and Taylor Curry might uh, have something to say about that. I agree with that. Yeah, you know, they've I, got enough other role players where C.J. and, and Curry, I mean, they, and they both had games where they've had over 20 points yeah. this year. Yeah, C.J. I, I, had 20 last night against Romulus. Yeah, I think Taylor— Tuesday night. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think Taylor's really kind of grown into that role of being that that second guy. Obviously, Foster Lawyer is the guy, you know, the guy to stop. But not many teams in the state have a six ten, six eleven guy that can take the ball in the post who's skilled and can do a little bit of everything. Can step out too. Yeah, they haven't. Let, Dan doesn't really love his big guys moving out to the perimeter. But if you if you if he if he uh, if he's squaring up, uh, you know, beware. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that one's a pretty. Easy fiction one. Yeah. What's next? Um, Ann Arbor Skyline and Hazel Park. This is so. If you want to criticize me, you know this is the one that I came up with on my own. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Neither of these teams have a true big man. That's gonna that's gonna be a problem for them when they get into the state tournament. J D U L L A C K <laughs> at state. Yeah. No. I think I think what you're hitting on is something that we brought up in the past where you need a big man if you're going to win in Class A. Right. And I mean, time has told us that. That that's very much true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could probably go over the the last thirty or forty years, and I mean, there are probably very few teams that haven't had somebody who's at least six foot five, six foot six, and obviously teams have got bigger over the years. Yep. But um, yeah, uh, guys like uh, Munson over at Skyline, at six foot four, six foot five, he's mm-hmm. going to have to play even that much bigger. Yeah, if they, they do have to play against six eight uh, against a Curry, you know, um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, Hazel Park. Um, you know, they've got guys like Kyle Washington who play bigger than what they are. Who's the uh, Kyle Washington and um, <laughs> Kari, Kari Adams? Yeah, Kari Adams and Kari Adams is another kid who's almost looks like he should be playing football. You know, at six foot five, six foot six. Um, yeah, but Julian, yeah. Julian Jones is on the wing as well. And, and is he plays, beefy? Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been doing his push-ups. Yeah, but yeah, um, but with Adams. You know, those are guys that are just going to have to play bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when they do run into the, run into some of the bigger teams. I think one of the things that we have this year, we don't have a lot of teams with a lot of size. East right. English Village doesn't have a lot of size, even though they do yeah, have Zavon, guys like Xavier. He's only six five, six five, right. six six, and so they're maybe Taylor Curry is the most dominant big man. Uh, obviously, Brandon right. Johns is this where is this where Belleville opens up and they start saying, "Hey, we've we've got some size, we can do some things." That's a sleeper to me. Yeah, so we'll Class A is going to be a lot of fun, yeah. you know. And I think that teams just because of the uncertainty of mm-hmm. of of we can't pinpoint and say this team and that team, this team and that team, right? You know. This is fact or fiction. What's yep. next? Uh, yep. Canton, uh, the Chiefs lack a go-to guy to take over in crunch time. Fact or fiction? I think fiction. I think Beardis White is a guy that he can step up and he can score twenty-five or thirty points. He can be that that go-to guy if they need it. You know, sometimes they just when you have a balanced team, you mm-hmm. know, some guys just get hitting hitting in the in the fray, right? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Canton has enough guys to go. You know, Chase Meredith is another guy who I think can take over a game. Um, you know, I think I think Canton's a team that I think they've disproved all those those question marks at least at this point of the season. Yeah, I think I think you know to, 
they haven't just played KLAA teams. They've right. gone out and played some other teams as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, beat Troy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, they just keep winning. Yeah. So you know, uh, sometimes you know when you're a team that um, we've all seen teams like that that just win, and for whatever reason, you can you could disprove, discount them, whatever you want. Uh, they're just going to find a way to get it done, and they're they're pretty deep. You know, they'll come. Three, four off the bench. I'd be with B artists. Yeah, That's right. my okay. mantra for Canton. I'd be with B artists. So. I'll be with B artists. Yeah, so well, I'd be with Jim Eddie's system. He's gonna take them to the take them to the promised land. So I'm, I'm going. I'm saying Canton's for real. All right. right. Uh, I, New Haven. Uh, the Rockets still need to find someone to fill the shoes of Eric Williams in order to repeat in Class B this year. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Tadaro France uh, recently. Um, he tells me that Ashton Sherell is. Playing really, really well. Okay. Um, uh, His brother was uh, uh, Austin Sherrell. Austin Sherrell went out ago. and played in junior college. I think at mm-hmm. Sheridan Junior College or Gillette Junior College. Um, but yeah, uh, but Ashton's one of those guys. He's been really stepping up. And, and if you look at it, I mean, he's six foot seven, six foot eight with good size. I mean, he's a wonderful compliment to Romeo Weems. Right. And Romeo is. Romeo just does goes out there, and I think I want to say that Romeo is almost like the, one of the closer players that we have to a, a Draymond Green with a lot of versatility. You know, like that Denzel Valentine, where he just gets just gets things done and knows how to win. And obviously, those two other guys have won state championships, and and, and now will Romeo also shoot for his second? Right. I think I think that that's definitely in the cards. Yeah, I think I think New Haven needs you know Sherell is that guy that's good for New Haven because when they face certain teams deep in the playoffs, like a River Rouge, they're going to play some really good defense, try to take you know take Romeo away completely and somebody else is going to have to step up. Um, I think that's a big question for them. Uh, I I think I'll just put one comment on it. I mean, I think when you have a player of the caliber of Romeo Weems, I don't care who's around him. He's such a game changer that with him in the lineup, you're going to have a chance to repeat. And and I will say that, and we've seen it throughout history, is that junior year uh, at the Breslin Center, you get your team there in the Final Four and how you perform. That's usually your there's breakout no, performance. No ahead. And you can decide Mr. Basketball for the next year yeah. based on those two games. Right. Yes. yes. And it's happened so many times. Except yes. for Edmund Sumner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we were just talking about River Rouge. We'll go back to him. Uh, and I think this one was kind. This kind of came up on Friday. The Panthers don't have a go-to score that can take over games when needed. I think that's what River Rouge kind of lacked when Southfield Christian was making their runs on Friday. Harlem Beverly took that game over. Rouge didn't really have an answer for that. Is that a fact or fiction? Let's say this. I think that I think that there's a fact and a fiction. Mm-hmm. I think if we know Mark White, Mark White's not going to let too much out of the bag. That's fair. All right. Um, and saying that it's getting closer to the end of the season. All right, we're Southfield Christian. He's still trying to figure out. All right, wh- who wh- who's ready to step up? Is it is it going to be uh, few? Is it going to be Micah Parrish? Is it going to be Torrance? Is, you know, Freeman. I mean, Freeman is. I mean, he's got multiple guys. And somewhat sometimes, when you go back to practice, you can say, "Look, we need for somebody to step up. We need for somebody. I've got the confidence in you. Do you have the confidence in yourself?" Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a good point where Mark, who's obviously won state championships, can go out there and, and kind of like beat it, beat it in their heads so that the kids really know that they need to step and have somebody step up. They have people that can do it, mm-hmm. but they're just obviously waiting on for that guy. And obviously with a lot of depth and stuff like that, right. you're not going to see the 20, 25-point scores. I don't know this, so I'm just speaking. Uh, have they played since Friday? Did they play yesterday, River Rouge? 
I believe they did, and I believe they won. Yeah, they, okay, I was they just going to say that ga- first game after you know is so important, especially for a coach and, and to get it because you know, Hazel, I know they've you got know Monday's course, practice I think, is coming was hard. Up. Look what Hazel Park did after they got thrashed right. by Clarkson. Yes. went out west. Yeah, yeah Rouge beat Ecorse fifty four thirty six. Yeah, yeah. So that's that and not only that, that's a rival, that's a semi-rival game, and this is the third time that they beat them that year. Yep, this year, which is hard to do. Yes, unless you're Depso who beat. Pershing in the state in the state championship. <laughs> I'll and, weigh in and throttled them. PSL, PSL yes, championship. Yes. Yeah, bye yeah, bye. I'll weigh in and say there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a, a blanket statement and say right. for sure River right. Rouge is going to be doomed by their lack of a it, a true go to. But it's faction. But right. I mean, I, I think well, I like uh, you know, Torrance, Jamie Torrance, has to show that you know w- when the game's on the line, right. he can put it on his shoulders and and score 10, 12 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. See, see, what was you know unique about River Rouge last year is they had two guys that could do that. It was Darian Owens White and Draquan Bell, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you know, unfortunately for for Rouge, at the end of that Ludington game, the semifinals, you know, they kind of fell apart, and they you know, there's certain things happen. It makes you wonder what this year is going to be like. I think that experience helps them, but you know, I think it also proves the need for something like that to happen because you know they had two go-to guys and they still had, you know had their struggles late in the game. What's it going to be like this year? Because yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to make a run. The football and basketball teams are kind of like in parallels right. right now, you know, <laughs> just hoping to get over that hump yeah. and make yep. it happen. And maybe once that does happen, that'll be a program that that all of a sudden is on a run for many years. Right. It could it could happen like that. Okay, next yep. one, two more. Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Uh, the Cougars don't have the backcourt back court to take them on a deep playoff run this year. Back yeah, fiction. but they got a front court right. that's one of the best in the state. Yep. So with with, uh, with Bingham, Bingham and yeah. Bo- and um, how, how do you pronounce the name, TJ? Uh, sorry about that. Um, Polakovich. Po- yeah, po- I, I always want to say Pol- yeah with Bingham and and and, and Pol- Polakovich. Polakovich. I want to call him Polakovich. <laughs> Polakovich. You know, those two uh, are a pretty heady one-two punch. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, in terms of shooting, in terms of banging on the block, in terms of athleticism, in terms of length. And you know what? Maybe right. um, uh, if their backcourt is not that great, I think what what is great that I've seen with them is their transition offense. So while yeah. maybe in the in the half court offense, maybe they're not, you know, as great drawn up plays as a as a guards and, and you know utilizing their offense to their perfection. But they can when they get out and run and they love to outlet and throw up an alley oop and yeah. all that. And there's an emotional X factor there that I think yeah. I've spoken about in the past. Polakovich, Jacob lost his father uh, to a, uh, suddenly back in the summer. So you know that that whole team is rallied around him and and, and trying to get that ring for pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you talk about their transition, and I had the opportunity to talk with T.J. Mirman. They've got a kid that's really blossomed. Um, he just moved back from to to the Grand Rapids area. I think he was living in uh, Texas or something like that. But Daryl Belcher, um, six yep. foot three junior. Um, who's phenomenal in transition. And when I'm talking with Meerman the other day, well, how does he shoot the ball? You know, he's like, yeah, he's had some games where he's, you know, where he's been able to shoot the ball. Don't forget, there's another kid on that team. His name is Mikhail Bingham, and that's yep. Marcus's younger brother. He's six foot five. And so maybe Grand Rapids Catholic Central doesn't have that that um, traditional point guard, mm-hmm. but they've got some other guys on that team who can who can get some things done. And then again, you know, Marcus is six foot ten and can handle the ball. I mean, if, if, yeah, if, if no need, doubt, dude, he shoots if, the three yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, if need be, well. if need be, I'm sure that he can br- help bring the ball up the court. And if, if you want to trap him or whatever, you can still put him in the middle. <laughs> and who's going to stop that? <laughs> just put it up. Yeah. Just be like, you know, right. he's open. Right. So there's truth to the fact that maybe they don't have that right. knockout backcourt, mm-hmm. but I'm but, saying, but, does but, it really matter? Right. right. And the question. Was do, does that lack 
prevent them from a deep playoff run, and I would say that as say, of right I, now, I, say no, that would, I don't that think would it will. see fiction. You know what? I, I think we've got to stick to our guns in there. High school basketball games are won by guards. If you don't have a point guard, uh, I mean, you've got to be able to really get it done by committee and really have some. Especially as soon as you get deeper into the playoffs. So. I mean, how are they going to face if they have to face a, a Benton Harbor I mean, in, in like the quarters, a, in like a, in we're the quarters, quarters, or a, yeah. or a Wyoming Godwin Heights? You know, where it's where it's like, all right, you know, yeah. Lamar Norman isn't a true point guard, but they've got some other guys that can get some things done, and yeah. they pressure the how ball. How does it a lot. set? You, you've so. got the website. How does it set up for uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central in the playoffs? I, just, I think you know, the star power though between uh, Polakovic and Bingham, I just think it makes up for it. So yeah, although yeah, I, I agree I, in theory, I think we're going to have some really good games. I, I, I you know what I mean? Where it may be a, a great, contrast of styles, yeah. but that's what might make it fun. Great backcourts yeah. do win in the playoffs, but yeah. this could be the exception of the rule. I tell you what, like with regional, I look at a lot of the regional semifinals, the double headers that you're going to have with, you know, the districts and Wednesdays, uh, the regional semifinals and stuff like that, where you'd be really be able to take an advantage of of an opportunity to go see multiple good teams. You know, three or four good teams, five or six really, really good players in multiple regionals around the country, around the state. Yeah. And so I think that we're 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 in a lucky position um, to be here. And you know, we reach back till December uh, when we first started talking about the season. And I think that you know that that it, a lot of this is starting to come to fruition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Still yeah, of, of course. <laughs> naturally, you know, it's like there's all these brackets. We you, you hit yep. the wrong ones, but that's all right. Uh, you can keep looking, and we can mention it. Grand Rapids okay. Catholic uh, opens up their district with uh, West Catholic, and then they'll play Grand Rapids Wellspring. Um, Coopersville is in in that district. District, all right. Um, Comstock Park, and then their region would be. Uh, let's see. It would be Orchard View, Spring Lake, Montague, Whitehall. Fruitport. So they'll get. I think they'll get I mean, through the Spring region. Lake is. Been and what about the quarterfinal? Who okay. would they uh, possibly face in the quarters? The quarterfinal. Let's see. They would have Kellogg'sville, South Christian, Godwin Heights. So there it is. Yep. That's and Kellogg'sville has been kind of tough. I think Kellogg'sville yeah, Kellogg's just beat, has been good. They beat Forest Hill Central, or yeah. they just beat you know one of the. Uh, they've given some teams out there yeah, oh, yeah, a run yeah. for their money. No, yeah. Um, I'll tell you one. Covenant thing. Christian, I think maybe they just. Beat, they did. They beat to, Covenant Christian last two week and a half ago. I okay. think we can cross this bridge when we get there. But Marquise Hastings versus Marcus Bingham, I think it's going to be a must see. I'm rather. I'm, I'm sure that Polakovic would say, you know, I That's got true. this one. That's true. You know, That's I, true. I, you know, I and Marcus would, and I've seen them play against each other. I think that that matchup. They would have to go through and take Polakovic just because the wear and tear yeah. on Marcus's body might That's uh, true. see okay. why he's going to be redshirting at Michigan State next year. All sure. right, last one. Last one, Benton Harbor. The lack of a strong schedule will hurt Benton Harbor in the tournament. Um, I'm not so sure that they had such a, a bad schedule. If you look at where they were before in the – uh, in the conference, and I think they've opted out of that conference just because they weren't playing anybody. Right. They wouldn't beat Coloma, who's a top ten team. And Coloma, while they played them tough, you know they've got Zach Goodline, who's an All State player. Yeah. Um, they smacked Goodrich earlier in the year, eighty eight to forty four. Mm-hmm. And why Goodrich might not be where, um, maybe where they are presently, and you know they've had a nice run and maybe just got a little slow off, slow start to the season. You know, I think that I think that Ben Harbor has done with their schedule what. Maybe I mean it's not it's not Henry Ford's schedule, right? Yeah. Um, but you know they've got some they've got some tough teams that they played in there. Um, they just I mean will they step up their schedule in the future? And again they had that and the loss as bad as it was 
It was 77, 77 to 70, their loss to Hazel Park. Yeah. And it looked gonna, like it could have easily been 20 or 25. Right. So I was going to ask, if considering you were there, is that a concerning result for Benton Harbor, that, that game with how much they struggled against Hazel Park? Again, Hazel Park re- rebounded from that, mm-hmm. from that Clarkston game. Yeah. Like, I don't think there are very many teams that wanted to play Hazel Park the day right. after they Clarkston went wanted to play Hazel Park the right. day after. You know, again, not taking right. anything away from from Clarkston, but they just came out there and a, they had they dipped they dipped their gloves in some glue and some glass and right. they came out swinging. So, do you think Benton Harbor has like has like the uh, yeah exactly? You think they've got the uh, the chutzpah to go ahead and do it? Make ben a Harbor? run, make a run. Ben I'll Harbor? say this: I think the Ben I, I would I think the Benton Harbor Rouge. And New Haven, if they don't wind up meeting before the before the semifinals, can all return. Right. Um, and I mean, it is what it is. They've all got the experience to do it. They've all got enough star pieces and power yeah, that and they can do like it. Back, just like the, the old adage that we just said: backcourt play wins in the playoffs. Star power wins in the playoffs. Benton Harper's got Scooby Johnson, the, the, you know, the sensational sophomore. So you know, he he really cut his teeth last year on on uh, helping Benton Harper get to the final uh, four last year right. as a freshman. So. Right, right, yeah, that's huge. You know, once this and, th- and this is a lot of the same guys, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. on this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Eric Williams. Eric Williams isn't there for New Haven. Uh, you know, and, and each team has lost a few of their pieces. Sure, but I mean, they still are, are really, really strong. And not only that, you've got coaches, the young coaches, in the Corey Sterling and and Tadaro France, who have made that next step. You know, to, and so they're getting better. I, I think as as coaches as well. Mark White, you know, this guy's got an AARP card. You know, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, so uh, I hear you, brother. All right, <laughs> okay, guys. Hey, we want to thank you so much for uh, joining us again. Uh, you can read Scott on our website, statechampsnetwork.com. What's something you have going on right now? Uh, well, I just um, uh, this week I did a, uh, a quick recruiting roundup for football. Okay. We've had three guys, uh, three big time Division One guys that um, kind of. Better late than never, and who you know who said the early bird always gets the worm? Uh, led by Ty Sampson, uh, probably our uh, well, without question, our, our best non-committed football recruit, four-star, had been a, committed to Syracuse, just recently signed with Fresno State. A couple other guys to to look at, and then uh, wrote something about Taylor McCaskill uh, from Troy Athens, mm-hmm. uh, their four-year starter in the backcourt, just went over the thousand-point plateau, only the second player in the history of Red Hawk basketball to do that. So just kind of giving him some love. Nice. And I know that you know we, we don't we haven't really promoted your, your website and everything you have going, but I want to do that uh, now. So you know when people want to check out everything you've oh, got cool. going on, wh- where do they go? Uh, IPSbasketball.com. Uh, IPS stands for Inside Prep Sports. Um, I need to go through and I need to update uh, some of the recent commits uh, that we've had. Um, you know, so that we can add to the the extra five or six. But I try to keep everything up to date as much as possible. Not only that. Over the years, so people can still go back and back to 2011 mm-hmm. or 2010, and you can say, "Oh, I remember." Why does that? Why does that name sound familiar or whatever? It's, it's pretty cool. I'm friends with a lot of the guys um, over, you know, when they're in college and in Facebook and stuff like that. And now they're overseas, and and it's and it's fun to kind of track everything um, that's going there. And and so I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, check his Twitter too. Yeah, I was going to say, very, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, yeah, my Twitter is scoop ips scoop like ice cream, and then ips <laughs> inside prep sports. So. Got it. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, thank you once again. And uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who watches. Uh, spread the news. Share the love. We want to do this. Uh, we're going to do it all season. So um, right now it's really going to get interesting. Yep. Uh, so uh, have a great week. And thank you so much for listening once again and watching the State Champs Hang Time Podcast. See you next week. Thanks. Bye.